Welcome to the world of culture pop with Steve Mason and Sue Kalinsky. Culture, comedy, movies, TV, tech, authors, trends, pop, pop. This is the Culture Pop Podcast. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Culture Pop Podcast. I'm Steve Mason, along with Sue Kalinsky. Sue, you look great. How you feeling? I'm feeling very, very well and uh, very rested. <laughs> Not rested. I'm rested from what? It sounds like you're busting your ass on a bunch of different shows, right? Well, no, no. Well, you know, we we got one thing that we're working on, my partner and I, and a couple of other things that we're going to pitch, and nice. you know, we'll see what happens. Nice. You know what I've been doing a lot of <laughs> golfing. Oh, that's right. Golfing. Now, are yes. you golfing every day? I'm. I went to hit a bucket of balls on Monday. I went to hit a bucket of balls on Tuesday. Yeah, about every other day, I go to the driving range. Um, and. and I'm starting to make progress. I'm starting to get it. Like I've got a good teacher. His name is Derek Allen. He's over at Rancho Park. And I figured out that it's really a lot about the hips. That's what I learned this week. It's hips a lot about the hips and mm-hmm. that and that turn. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where a lot of the power is. So here's the thing that's weird. So I have always made fun of golfers. I, I've always, you know, when I was growing up, all the rich kids golfed and played tennis and they belonged to the country club. And we were playing racquetball, you know, at the park. Uh, that's what we did. And I was like, oh, those people, they're so snooty. They're so uppity. They think they're so cool because they get to go to a club and there's a pool there and all that stuff. And what'd you do this week? I went to the club. It's like, screw you. You went to the club. I went to the park. Okay. Um, so now I've become one of those guys and I feel a little bit out of place when I'm golfing. Well, you're hardly at the club. You're at Penmar. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually at Rancho it, Park now. All right. So you're at Rancho Park. Yes. So it's a public course. Yes. And there's, I'm sure, going to be a lot of rowdy people like there are on public courses. Right. You know, guys that hit the ball when they're not supposed to and don't yell for. And then you get into a little bit of an argument with them because <laughs> really? yeah. you can't believe what boneheads they are. I've seen guys, you know, they have like two six packs. I saw a guy who was not wearing shoes. Wow. Wow. So it's, hardly, it's hardly the club. <laughs> it's not the club. Got yeah. it. Got and, it. You know, you have to wear a collared shirt, you know, when you when you belong to a club. And if you're a guest, you have to dress accordingly. I mean, it really is. A- well, I mean, I work with John Ireland. He belongs at uh, Mountain Gate. Mm-hmm. I call it the Mountain Gate Mafia. It's like <laughs> him. Uh, ben Lyons, Don Cheadle plays, Richard Schiff plays. Like he's playing with, you know, like serious foursomes. And he's pl- James Worthy almost every time he plays with James Worthy. Um, so I, my goal is to someday be able to play Mountain Gate with all the cool kids. In the meantime, I'm at Rancho Park and I'm just hacking away. Just hacking That's away. That's right. So you used to make fun of golfers and you make fun of me um, having a travel trailer. So yes. one of these days, I'm going to see you. With golf clubs in your Winnebago. Oh, no. Yes. No. Yes, I see it. Just driving around the country in a Winnebago playing golf? Yep. Yeah, boy, that is so not my life. Oh, God. <laughs> it could, so I, wish it was, I wish it were my life. Yeah, no, you'd love that. You'd love that. So we're going to do something kind of cool here. I had this idea. And, uh, you know, I'm an ideas guy. And, you know, I spitballed it. And then I brainstormed it. And then I told you we're doing it. Now, you spitballed it by yourself? I did. And I brainstormed it by myself, too. Wow. How my, how my brain I, works. I never knew that those, those, those things were solo. Oh, yeah. No, totally did them by myself. And so I think I came up with something really good. Uh, here's the deal, Sue. Mm-hmm. We're both going to talk about the three things this year in entertainment, in pop culture that we loved the most. 
And then we're going to talk about the three things that we're most looking forward to as we move into the second half of the year. Make sense? Makes a lot of sense. Okay, cool. So we both did a little prep for this, right? We did, but sometimes I don't know where something. Oh, God. Oh, oh no, three things. Okay, okay, three things. Good. No, three I got things. it. I got it. I got it. All right. So why don't you go first? One thing so far this year that you have loved. My Brilliant Friend on HBO. I don't think I know it. We've talked about it. It has subtitles, so you won't watch it. Oh, God. I hate to which, read my shows. Which, which, well, you know, you listen to your books, so why can't you read your shows? <laughs> <laughs> it is such an amazing series. It's great writing. It's beautifully shot. It's a period piece that takes place in, uh, in Naples, Italy in the 50s. And it is brilliant. Really? And what happened? Is it an action thing? Is it a romance thing? It's, is it- it's, it's, kind, it's a coming of age of these two young girls who are best friends. And it just, um, it's, it's their lives as they grow older. And what's the name of the show again? My Brilliant Friend. And I guess it's based on two books that were written, you know, years ago. Okay. Um, but it's really one of my favorite shows. Okay, good. I'll do, I'll do one. So I got to go to the Vax Live concert at SoFi Stadium. And it, they checked your uh, vaccination card when you went in. You had to wear masks, all that stuff. But we were shoulder to shoulder with other fans. It was an unbelievable experience. And the highlight of the show was Foo Fighters. They did like four songs and they just ripped it. I mean, they tore the roof off that place. Uh, They did Everlong and they did My Hero and they did uh, Best of Me. They did all the really, really good songs. And I just found it so cool and exhilarating to be in a concert situation again. And I'm so looking forward to doing more of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm envious that you actually went to a concert. That's really cool. Yeah, really cool. All right, what's your number two? The Father. The movie The Father. Oh, yeah. Dad, I'd like you to meet Laura. How do you do, sir? I say, you're gorgeous. Thank you. (laughs) I must say, he's charming. Yeah, not always. Laura has come round to help you. I don't need her or anyone else. I can manage very well on my own. Everything all right? Who are you? Actually, it's me, Paul. Who? I live here. What is this nonsense? Anne? It's me. Ah, there she is. Your father seemed a bit confused. Something wrong? Where's Anne? Sorry? Ma'am, where is he? I'm here. Yeah, you know, the, and the more I think about it, the more it grows on me because... Um, we should mention this is the Anthony Hopkins movie with yes. Olivia Coleman. It's directed by uh, Florian Zeller, and actually Florian was a guest on our show. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, and, and I don't know whether it's because I'm, like, dealing with a sibling um, that has Oh, Alzheimer's. are you? I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, my sister. Oh. Um, we, but we talked about it a bit on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. So um, you didn't remember. No, <laughs> how, you know, I how, how funny that you didn't remember we're talking about <laughs> yeah. um, a show about Alzheimer's. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, so um, so I have such a connection to it. Yeah. And, uh, and, and again, we've talked about it before, but it was such a brilliant portrayal and, and just the, the, the directing and how 
it, it made you feel what it would be like yes. to actually have Alzheimer's. Yes. And, um, and, and it was just so brilliantly done. And, and I wish at some point that the play resurfaces because it's based on his play. Yeah, that's right. Because I would love to see how they pulled that off. Obviously, you're not getting the, the POV that right, you get right. in the film, but I would love to see how it was done on stage. Yes, yes, me too. I, yeah, that's an unbelievable. In fact, years from now, if I look at the nominees for Best Picture from this year, I will probably say The Father was the best picture. It, it was haunting. It was haunting. All right, so now for something completely different. Show on Peacock. Yes, I've got another streaming service. There are so many streaming services now, it's ridiculous. This is Peacock, and it is a show called Girls 5 Ever. It stars Sarah Bareilles, Paula Pell, Renee Elise Goldsberry, and Busy Phillips, and it is just hilarious. It's about a girl group from the 90s, and they get together and reunite in 2021, and it is hilarious. Why Girls 5 Ever? Because we're going to be famous 5 Ever. Oh, God. Girls 5 Ever booked a gig. Reunion! I don't know if we should do this. Don't say that! Was that good? I've tried out for the house, so I was like eight times. It's the closest thing I've seen to like 30 Rock. It's done by Tina Fey. She's one of the producers. And Robert Carlock, who's one of her uh, trusted uh, producers. And it is just hilarious. Have you had a chance to watch it? I saw the first episode. And I wasn't as crazy about it as you are. Okay. So I want to continue watching it. But Paul Appel is the funniest oh, person God. around. And, you know, you know, she was a writer for Saturday Night Live yes, for, for yes. years. Um, she is so funny. She's she to me is is the show. She is she reminds me a lot of Melissa McCarthy. Exactly. Because she just lays it all out there. Mm -hmm. She is fantastic that way. So mm -hmm. Girls Five Ever, that is on Peacock. All right, what's your uh, third one? Uh finally got to see three episodes of Hacks. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm really enjoying it. Why are you here? I got a call this morning saying that you wanted to meet. Well, Jimmy sent you against my wishes. Good luck with your career, honey. Fucking bitch. Excuse me. Did you have something else to say? Yeah. So cool they let you move into a cheesecake factory. Is that where you wait tables? That seems like a better fit. I'd rather sling bang bang chicken and shrimp all day than work here, you classist monster. <laughs> we can start early tomorrow. Now, you thought that I may not enjoy it because I had some criticism about the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Because, because she I, wasn't funny and doing stand-up. Yeah. Now, Gene well, Smart, or is it... Well, you know, what the first season of Mrs. Maisel, I actually loved. And then the next... I guess, I, I don't know if it was the next two seasons. I don't even know what they're up to now. Yeah, I think but, they're coming up on number four. Okay, so maybe it was the second season... I wasn't as crazy about it, and I didn't think that she was as funny. And um, but then, the end of the third season, I kind of retracted a little bit, and uh -huh. she—I thought she redeemed herself as a stand-up. Okay, good. Um, so, so I, I so I, I really started to like it again. Um, so this Jean's, is Jean Smart. Yeah, what do you think? Jean of Smart. She is such an incredible actress. It's really a master class in acting. Um, she is just so raw 
and the character is just got so much depth to it. Yeah. Um, and her relationship with uh, Hannah Ein- Einbeiner, who is actually Lorraine Newman's daughter. Lorraine Newman's daughter, which I yeah. didn't know. Who is a, who, and she, she is a stand-up Oh, comedian. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, their relationship is so wonderful. And I'm so, I can't wait to see the fourth episode because at the end of the third episode, they have a bond they, that they haven't had before. And that's how right. the episode ended. Um, I just think the writing is really smart. Um, their relationship is great. Um, it, it, it's, it's really, yeah, I, and I, I totally buy her as a stand. Do you? Yes. Yeah. I saw episode one. I loved it. Uh, Juan is having trouble with it. Hmm. Yeah. He's, so he's what, not, he's reason? not as in, he said, he thinks it's not funny. And I said, well, it's a character piece. It's not really outright comedy. It's, it's, you know, it, it's an acting piece for mm-hmm. Gene Smart and it's not laugh out loud funny like Girls 5 ever, but not everything has to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very it's very real to me, and I love the the different generations of comedians. Yes, you know? so she doesn't get a lot of what Hannah Einbeiner's you know saying to her. Um, she's like, well, why is that funny? And you know, but but I do think that uh, on on the flip side, that Hannah actually thinks that Jean Smart is very funny. Like you see her really laughing at right. some of her her, her older stand up. Um, so it, 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 I, I think it's real, real good. I'm, I'm okay. looking forward to, to the rest of it. That's Hacks, and it's on HBO, stars uh, Gene Smart, and she's fantastic. All right. My third one is the finale of Saturday Night Live, which was just this last week. Ah, who, the f- who was the guest host? It was uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. Oh, yeah. I didn't see it. But she really wasn't the reason. They did an opening on the show. And they've got some cast members who've been there for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Kate McKinnon, Cecily Strong, A.D. Bryant, and Keenan Thompson were standing on the stage together. And then they went around to other cast members, sort of reflecting on the pandemic and, and doing shows through that period and everything. And I definitely had the sense that those four are gone. They're leaving the show. Well, you know that I know that Keenan's definitely leaving, and I do know that I I know that Kate's leaving. You do? Yeah. How do you know? Because I I I found out from somebody. Oh wow! So Kate is leaving after ten years, ten mm-hmm. seasons. Mm-hmm. Cecily Strong after nine, A.D. Bryant after nine, and Keenan Thompson after eighteen seasons. Wow, that is crazy, right? And he, to me, he's one. He's probably the most grown of of the cast because I think a lot of the other cast members out of the gate were really, really funny. Yes. I don't, I didn't always laugh at him. It's kind of like Matt LeBlanc on friends. He was not my favorite cast member. I didn't think he was as good in the very, very beginning. And then he just grew on me. And I just think he grew into the part. And I I just think he got better and better. Yeah. And that's how I feel about Keenan Tom. He has gotten so good on that show. Well, and his sitcom just got picked up again. So for a second season at NBC, there you go. Uh, Pete Davidson, I also think, who I can't figure out Pete Davidson. I don't quite get the Pete Davidson thing, but he said uh, during a weekend update, he said, thank you for letting me grow up in front of you. And I thought, oh, yeah, no, he's leaving. Well, almost past tense. Oh yeah. Okay. So he's probably, you know, so he was, you know, not being that transparent. He was, no, not, no, I think he was saying, and the other one I heard is Colin Jost might leave, 
which would be oh. really disappointing because he's one of my fit. Him and Michael Che are so damn funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that weekend update that they do. And they did a sketch that I want to play a part of. Uh, one of the best sketches I saw all year. I want to play a part of it now. Welcome to Hollywood Squares. Our contestants today are Cammie and Robert. (laughs) And let's say hello to our Hollywood celebrities. Cammie? Well, I love them on Full House. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. You got it, dude! Mary-Kate and Ashley's latest direct-to-video movie, Oops, We Recently Flew to Paris is in stores now. Anyone seen it? I see Mr. Skinny himself, Jared Fogle, is nodding. I love the movie, so good. Did you bring the pants, Jared? Oh yeah, can you believe I used to wear these? You could fit both Olsen twins in here. In light of Jared Fogle's crimes, the decision to place a square right next to the Olsen's is unfortunate, and therefore both squares have been omitted from this rebroadcast. Just a reminder, our secret square is still unclaimed. Let's tell the folks at home which star can have you some bonus cash. The secret square is Matt Lauer. It has been omitted from this broadcast. Okay, Robert, you pick. I'll take Kevin Spacey. Due to the problematic nature of most of our squares, the remainder of this episode has been omitted from this rebroadcast. All right, there you have it. That's I love that because it plays into cancel culture and all that stuff, that whole debate. Really, really funny. Um, and uh, the world has definitely changed. All right, so what three things are we looking forward to the most, especially now coming out of the pandemic and the world sort of resuming? It like hit the pause button there for a while, and now it's starting to resume and we're all starting to get out there. What are you looking forward to the most? Okay, now, are you talking about Things that, because I thought you were relating it to pop culture. Pop culture, and, but it can also be, I'll tell you my first one. Okay, okay. I'm looking forward to crowds. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to, like, for example, we have tickets to see Christina Aguilera at the Hollywood Bowl. They're going to have 85% capacity. I'm so excited to see another concert. The Rams have announced that Uh, it will be full capacity for Rams games and we're Rams season ticket holders. So I'm incredibly excited about that. That'll be like the second week of August is the first exhibition game. Just going to a restaurant that's kind of buzzing right now is is really, really cool. So crowds, one of the things I'm looking for. Yes. So, um, so most of my stuff was, you know, movies that are coming out, but I am very excited to go see a baseball game. Oh Yeah. I want to go to a baseball game. I got to go to Dodger Stadium for one. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, cool. It's great. It was great to be back. And how much capacity was it when you went? It was, I think it was 11% capacity. Okay. So, I mean, it was it, it was a smattering of fans, and we were socially distanced and all that stuff. Uh, they're going to full capacity on June the 15th at Dodger yes. Stadium. I know. Which is, which is huge. Um, right. A big, big step forward. But yeah, I miss... Uh, I love going to baseball. I went to an NBA game last week. I went to the uh, Lakers and Golden State, and it was really cool to be back at Staples Center for a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, the world is just coming to life again. And, you know, I keep saying this on the show. I am going to live my best life. Now that I've got my two shots, I'm going to live my best life. I've done my part, and I'm going to start getting out there more. Well, I mean, hugging anybody aside from my husband. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know, I hugged friends 
Now, know, are you going to go back to hugging? Um, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to hug everyone. Are you going to Are you going to shake hands? I don't know about the shaking hands because yeah, I'm I not really big. I'm not big on shaking hands even before the pandemic. You know, I, I said all pandemic long, I'm not going to shake hands. I'm never going to shake hands again. I'm done with shaking hands. We go out to dinner with Juan's dad. First thing I do is shake his hand. <laughs> Very just, first thing just, I do. Just instinct. I yeah, guess, it's, huh? just, it's a reflex, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah. a reflex. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so here is my number two. You will laugh at this, but I love it. F9. Fast and Furious 9. It is a great, big, stinking, honking movie that is big entertainment. It's really fun. Y'all ever thought about the wild missions we've been on? We've taken out planes, trains, tanks. I'm not going to even think about the submarines. And now we got cars flying in the air. One of my favorite things, Vin Diesel, he'll say at some point, it's all about the family. It's about the family. He'll say that. And then Michelle Rodriguez will, in her very own cardboard way, react to it. One of the treats of, of Fast and Furious 9 is that Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez cannot act at all. And they've done, they're on their ninth one, and they still can't get it right. But it's fun. There's cars like out of planes with parachutes on them. They're jumping from one skyscraper to another skyscraper with their cars. It's so unbelievable and fantastic and just a great big movie for in the theaters that I'm going to go see. Yeah. I'm, not la- I'm not, I'm not laughing on the outside. <laughs> I'm laughing <laughs> on the inside. Um, yeah. So not my type of movie, but I, I get it. I get, you know, Come I, on, I get, it's fast cars. I, I, it's, I get the appeal. I totally get the, the appeal. It's just it's not something about the family. It's about the family. And it's so it's it's the ninth episode. It's the ninth um, version. Fast and Furious 9. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Me, on the other hand, I'm looking forward to seeing Respect. The oh, Aretha Franklin yeah. bio. It seems like it's going to be kind of like Shades of, of Ray. You okay, know, Ray, yeah. Ray Charles, um, Jennifer Hudson. I love. Uh, Apparently, Audrey Aretha McDonald. Franklin hand chose um, Jennifer. Hudson, said, "I want Jennifer Hudson to play me." She's so perfect for it. Yeah, um, Forrest Whitaker, Mary Kay Blige, and Marlon Wayans, who is a really, really good actor. He is a good actor. He's going to be in it, and um, yeah. So I'm, I'm just, um, um, you know, I, and I think also because I've been missing music, you know, for so yeah, long, but like yeah. live music, I'm really looking forward to it, and I, and I love, I love biopics. So yeah, me too, me too. I'm excited for that. That's going to be an exciting one. All right, so last one. Here we go. It opens June the 11th. I've seen it on Broadway. I saw it in Los Angeles. It's Lin Manuel Miranda's In the Heights. I if you, if you would have said guess one of mine, yeah, I would have guessed that. Oh, how you. great! Have you seen the show? I haven't. Oh God, it is so good. It is so good. I, in a lot of ways, I think it's better than Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton, I think, is more important. 
but in the heights just as a musical is fantastic plus if you see in the heights a lot of what you see in hamilton you've already seen you've already seen the choreography style uh, you've heard the music style that mix of hip hop and and normal lyrics you've seen that so uh, in the in that way in the heights i think was more original and more groundbreaking than hamilton uh, anthony ramos uh, ramos is is starring in this lin manuel miranda is going to be in it Mm-hmm. In a small role, he's playing mm-hmm. the guy that uh, that sells ice cream. And so he just sings, Piragua, Piragua, who needs Piragua? It's, huh. uh, that's what he's going to be doing in the show. It is, but I, I cannot wait. That's another one for the theaters. Uh, I want to see that in a movie theater. Are you comfortable with going back to movie theaters? Um, not if it's like full capacity. No? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So... But um, but I would go to a baseball game. Is that what you're? Yeah, I mean there there is a paradox. Well, but but you're out that you're outdoors in a baseball game. That's true. That's a difference. So plus it's dark. <laughs> it is dark. You don't know what kind of gnarly. Who is in there? Right. You don't really <laughs> know next to me. what is going on. Yeah. No, I'm I'm ready to go back to theaters. I'm ready to go back. Um, and I don't. By the way, when are movie theaters at full capacity? Like I'll go see a movie theater, go to a movie theater and there'll be like 11 people in it. I mean, I know this from operating movie theaters. Um, It's you get volume over a period of time without necessarily having full theaters. Well, it also depends because, you know, I go to the Writers Guild Theater a lot to see films. Yeah. yeah. And if it's a, you know, if it's a movie that's real popular, it's it's sold out. So it's full capacity. Right. Right. So, you know. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not as excited to go to a movie theater as you are. I know you, you really miss that experience. Ooh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm fine watching movies at home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like that. Um, but I have one more. Oh, you have one more. That's right. Um, I think I do. Yeah, you do. No? Yeah. Uh, the summer of soul, which is a documentary by Questlove, the oh, band, wow. you know, from uh, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's actually with this concert. Or it, it was a series of concerts, and it was going on the same summer as Woodstock. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. So I guess it's a combination of music and historical moments that happened during, you know, 1969. And um, they're going to have uh, never before concert footage of Stevie Wonder, uh, Nina Simone, Sly and the Family Stone, wow. Gladys Knight and the Pips. Um um, and you know, and then and then more people. But I guess it premiered at Sundance and it won the Grand Jury Prize and Audience Award. Nice. So it's supposed to be amazing. Nina Simone. Yeah. Wow. So I, and it's amazing to me because I can't believe that I didn't know this was going on. I mean, I was young. Yeah. But you know, I was. How old were you? In '69, I was 12. You were 12. So I knew about Woodstock, sure, you know, and this even was, over the years, you know, since then, I've never, ever knew about. You know what they needed? The Summer of Soul. You know what they needed? Internet. Better publicist, better publicist. <laughs> <laughs> Get the word out. Get the word out. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. That, that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a great summer. I, I read, I, God, this is so complicated to explain. I don't know if I should try it. There's this thing called the fourth turning. I'll send you the uh, video link. The idea is that history repeats itself in 80 year periods. Okay. So the last time we went through this sort of disastrous crisis like this was the Great Depression, which was about 80 years ago. Then we went into the 50s, which was like happy time. It was all, it was all positive and all apple pie and all, you know, uh, there, there wasn't political division. There wasn't any of this stuff. So the idea is if history is in fact repeating itself, if this is the fourth turning, then we're going to go into a really happy period of the world. That's my hope. That's my belief. Well, I definitely, I definitely think that is true because, you know, um, what comes out of moments like this is, you know, something really, you know, lovely around the corner, you know, and, yeah. and if you, and even if you look at it in other terms, like if you're going through a bad period in, in your life, um, you know, sometimes you just have to be really patient. Like, you know, I'm, I'm in, all right. So being in show business, like yeah. we both are, and I have a lot of friends that, you know, and, and it's happened to me where, you know, maybe I didn't work for a while and you just feel really, really crappy. Right. And you just have to kind of hang in there and know that it's, it's going to change. Something is going to break through. The sky right. is going to open and it's going to be brighter and lighter and, and think good things are going to happen. So I totally, and, and I'm seeing it now with people, you know, even now that, you know, that, um, that restrictions have been lifted a bit. Yep. Um, I went into a, I ate in a restaurant for the first time nice. um, last week and, um, and it would, it just felt great to do, yeah, you know, yeah. and I, I, I wasn't nervous about it. They had, you know, the doors open, the windows were open. We were in a table in the back. We were away from people. Um, and I felt fine. Everybody I had dinner with had both their vaccinations. So, um, it felt, and it just, you know felt, what I, it just felt normal again. You know what I think it's going to be? Cause it, so you go to dinner, right? We've all, we, before the pandemic, we would all go to dinner and be like, yeah, let's go to dinner. We're going to go to this restaurant and it'll be nice and it'll be fun. And we're meeting people. Now we appreciate it. Now we realize how cool it is and, and what a, what a joy it is to go out, hang out with people, go to a restaurant, uh, go to uh, a movie, go to, I mean, all these things are going to be things that we start to appreciate more because we went for a year and a half without having them. Sure. It's, it's kind of like everything old is new again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's funny how, and I think we had talked about this, but you know, when the pandemic was in the height of it and I'd be watching shows that were pre pandemic or even commercials and people weren't wearing masks, yeah. it felt so weird. Yeah, be like, what are you doing? How come you're not wearing a mask? Why are you so close to that person? No, don't. Yeah. Well, you can't make out. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, right, like, right. Crazy. What, yeah. you're having sex? You know, you just met the guy. You know? <laughs> I mean, it was just, you know, a, a completely different life. We were so conditioned to not be able to do these things that yes. it seemed odd. And now here we are. Yeah. Here we are. It's going to be a great summer. Going to be a great summer. And I'm going to travel for the first time, too. Nice. Where are you going? I'm, I'm going to New York. Oh, nice. When are you yeah. going? I'm going July 7th. And what are you going to do? I'm going to a friend's daughter's wedding, and then I'm going to see my brother and sister-in-law, and then I'm going to visit some friends uh, out in uh, the Hamptons. I want to go to the in the fall to see some Broadway. Yeah. 
Broadway's well, reopening. It opens up in September? Is September that it? the 15th. Yeah, that's the date. I'm going to cool. go see some Broadway. All right. Uh, there you have it. There is our Culture Pop podcast for today. That was fun. You know who we have to thank for this, Sue? Our good friend, Jacob. That's right. Uh, and you know, when my friend Jacob knew that he wanted to become a lawyer, he decided to focus on personal injury because that's the way he felt he could best help others. And he realizes sometimes you need help and it doesn't necessarily happen nine to five, right? That's why Jacob and his team are available 24-7. If it's the middle of the night, if it's the weekend, call Jacob. You will speak directly with a highly trained team member who will assist you. Jacob offers free consultations. You don't pay a Jacob a dime unless you win your case. And once you become a client, Jacob and his team will hold your hand through the entire process. Jacob is a real person, a real attorney. That's why he's my attorney and my friend. And if you're ever injured in an accident, he should be your attorney. Call Jacob, 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. 844-24-JACOB. Or remember the catchy jingle, accident or injury. Call Jacob and Ronnie. Call Call Jacob. Jacob. All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. That was good. That was good. All right. Hey, listen, if you are listening right now, please do us a favor and hit the subscribe button, whether you're on Apple Podcasts or you are on Spotify. Uh, We love when you rate and review the show, too. Sue, fun times. Yes, this was a good one. Optimistic. Great summer. Great summer. Uh, Thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next time.